Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Good morning, and welcome to the Portland Center for Spiritual Living. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome here. All that we ask is that you stay open to changing your entire life simply by changing your mind. I'm Reverend Larry King. I'm the senior minister here at the center. And I do have a few announcements today before we get started. Well, as you know, our in-person services have been canceled until the state of Oregon eases the ban on public assembly. But to make up for our missing in-person activities, we do have several events to take care of us online. If you have questions about any of our online events, services, podcasts, or to read my blog, you can always get more information at cslportland.org. Well, that's it for announcements, but I also want to offer prayer for you all. During this time of trouble, during this time of the pandemic, a lot of our hearts seem frozen in fear, and in particular for those folks who are maybe on the front lines of this virus, whether you're keeping a grocery store open, whether you're delivering parcels, whether you're taking care of ill people, or, or just dropping groceries off for a friend. Please know that you are in our prayers and in our heart. It is our, our solemn privilege, really, to be praying for all of you. All right, well, let's get started. Uh, we're finishing up our work with Don Miguel Ruiz's book, The Four Agreements, and it's uh, really been a perfect book to help us understand how our lives have gotten to be the way they are and how to turn our lives from victimhood to one of purpose and a greater life. Well, last week, if you'll remember, we added the fourth agreement to always do your best. We learned that our best is different on different days and for different people. We learned the perils of trying to do more than our best. That's perfectionism. That, of course, uh, leads to that crazy life when we're never satisfied. But we also learned not to do less than our best because that leads to poor self-esteem and, and also trouble for us. In many ways, I've restated that fourth agreement is always do your best in the moment but no more and no less. Well, today we're not adding another agreement. Instead, I'm going to put the four agreements into an overall framework. I'm going to talk about what Ruiz calls the Toltec path to freedom. So in his mind, the Toltec path to freedom has three parts to it, and one of them we're already familiar with. The first part he calls the mastery of transformation, and he's already given us the keys to to master transformation in our own lives via the four agreements. The first agreement, being impeccable with your word, causes us to focus on what we want and our own essential truths in the universe. It, it really schools us to let go of the things that, that are either untrue or unsuitable for us. The second agreement, not taking things personally, allows us to experience life as it is rather than trying to make life be what someone else says it should be. Rather than, uh, than holding a grudge against someone else, we're more free just to experience life on our own terms. 
The third agreement, not making assumptions, keeps us better informed on what's going to happen. Or, or by asking questions, we'll get more information on how to run our lives more effectively. And finally, as we've discussed, uh, always doing your best sets us in that place of, of self-awareness. It sets us in that place of knowing that what we do is sufficient and, and being in the moment with that sufficiently. So with all of these taken together, and when we have mastery of them, that is the mastery of transformation, letting go of the old dream of the planet and instead focusing in on our own dream for our own lives, a a dream embedded in personal truth and a dream embedded in the idea of moving forward in how we wish our lives to be, rather than how other people might see our lives. Well, the second of the Toltec paths to freedom, he calls the mastery of behavior. Now this one, I think I'm going to get a little pushback on, honestly. So the mastery of behavior, of course, has to begin with our thinking and our emotions. And what I know, if I ask for people to raise their hands on how often uh, our emotions got the better of us, I suspect everyone here would have to raise their hands. And what Ruiz says is often it seems like our emotions are in control of our life rather than our life exerting control over our emotions. And so this is part of that mastery is the ability to notice our emotions as they come up, being fine with it, not not trying to suppress our emotions, but recognizing that our emotions are just a flag that something isn't quite right. And most importantly, not giving that knee-jerk reaction to our emotions, not plunging ahead with making bad decisions or, or making a bad decision even worse by lashing out. So his counsel here as we, we have mastery over this is to really feel the emotion as it hits us. And maybe that's the time that we fall back on some of those four agreements. Maybe what was said that's causing that anger we shouldn't take too personally, right? The other thing that is important in mastery of our behavior is, of course, then we move into that idea of what action am I going to take? So we've had some kind of an emotional upset. There's something that's come our way. What are the choices we're going to make? What are the ability to redirect our fear or our trouble, our anxiety into something more positive? And so it's, it's really an awareness and then a non-reaction to that emotional input. Then it's taking the pause long enough to make good decisions about what we wish to do with our lives. In fact, let me read a little bit about how uh, Don Miguel Ruiz talks about this. He says, The problem with most people is that they lose control of their emotions. It is the emotions that control the behavior of the human instead of the human who controls the emotions. When we lose control, we say things that we don't want to say, And sadly, we do things that later we wish we had not done. That is why it's so important to be impeccable with our word and to become a spiritual warrior. We must learn to control emotions so that we have enough personal power to change our fear-based agreements and to escape from hell in order that we might create our personal heaven. 
I also want to talk a little bit about this idea of freedom in our lives, this Toltec path to freedom, and I managed to find, I think, a joke about freedom that you'll enjoy. So Moses is sitting in the Egyptian ghetto, and things are going terribly. The Pharaoh won't talk to him, and the Hebrews are mad at him for not providing better guidance. He's really about to give up. Suddenly, a booming, sonorous voice speaks from above, You! Moses, heed me. I have good news and I have bad news. Well, Moses is staggered, but the voice continues. You, Moses, will lead the people of Israel from bondage. If the Pharaoh refuses to release your bonds, I will smite Egypt with a rain of frogs. You, Moses, will lead the people of Israel to the promised land. If the Pharaoh blocks your way, I will smite Egypt with a plague of locusts. You, Moses, you will lead the people to freedom and safety. If the Pharaoh's army pursues you, I will part the waters of the Red Sea to open your path to the promised land. Well, Moses is stunned. He stammers, well, that's fantastic, God. I, I can hardly believe it, but, but what's the bad news? You, Moses, must write the environmental impact statement. And so, with any promise of freedom, also comes some responsibility. And that's what I want to talk of next. When we master our behavior, it's really done out of a sense of responsibility. So often we allow our emotions to get the better of us, don't we? And it almost feels like a healthy release to us to be angry or inappropriate release for us to, to be sad or to feel anxiousness. But the trouble is those emotions, when they're unchecked, really move out into the world. And it begins not only affecting our choices and our beliefs and how we come off, but of course the people closest to us. So if you want to think about reining in that, uh, that reaction to your emotions, know that it's not only for you, it's for the people that you love. You know, one of the techniques that I've often used is the 90-second rule. Uh, when an emotion hits me, I allow myself 90 seconds just to totally feel it. And, and in fact, the scientists have shown that it takes about 90 seconds for an emotion to biochemically move through our system. So, so the first minute and a half, it's like, go ahead, be pissed. The first minute and a half, uh, be upset, be angry, be anxious, be sad. But they also say that after that point, the body itself is actually clear of those biochemicals. And from that point on, if we're still angry, it's us that's sustaining the anger. And so I want to ask you, if we can get by that first 90 minutes, we're not going to make some bad decisions. We're not going to lash out at other people, right? Instead, maybe we'll use that 90 seconds just to feel what we're feeling, whether it's anger, whether it's sadness, whether it's uh, anxiety. We'll just feel it. That's okay. And then after that rush of hormones and feelings passes through us, then we get to make our decision. Then we can take a more considered approach to the decisions we have to make and the idea of mastering our behavior. 
All right, so we've talked about mastery of transformation. That's following the four agreements. We've talked about mastery of behavior. Largely, that's noticing and appropriately reacting to our emotions. And the third one, I will tell you, is a little freaky. So stand by. He calls it mastery of death. Embracing, literally, the angel of death. Well, essentially, this is a what-if practice, and I'll, I'll share it with you right now, and then I'll give you, I think, a good example. The what-if practice is imagining that this is your last day on the planet. Not at all worrying about what has happened in the past. The past is long gone. Knowing that there isn't particularly a defined future for you, this is your last day on the planet. And so the question is, the what if exercise is, if this is your last day, how do you want to spend it? Do you want to spend it being afraid and in victimhood? Do you want to spend it in bed with the covers pulled up over your head? I mean, some days you might answer yes, and I I totally get that. I've certainly taken a mental health day myself. But honestly, if this is your last day, wouldn't you like to spend it doing the things you like to do? Wouldn't you like to be uh, reaching out to the people that you love? Wouldn't you like to be involved in situations and with people that are to your pleasing? Ultimately, this idea of mastery of embracing the angel of death is to bring you into the present moment. We're going to give up on doing all of our planning for an unknown future, and we're certainly going to give up regrets and trouble from the past. And instead, what am I to do right now? How can I give up that sense of loss or victimhood, right? How instead can I be the fullness of what I can be right now? Yes, I I may be sheltering at home. Yes, some of my loved ones may be across the country. Yes, the, the future may be unknown. And even though I don't think this is my last day on the planet, if I attack as though this were the last day, if my, if my emphasis on making this last day may be my best day, oh, the different kind of activities and actions you will take. This idea of mastery of death is simply saying, I've mastered it because I'm going to be alive. I've mastered it because my life is important right now. The love and the life and the joy and the happiness that I so deserve, I'm in charge of it, and I can have it today to the degree that my imagination will allow me. We begin thinking of how each day might play out in a, in a state of happiness, how we might organize things with our friends and our family. They may be distant. They, they may be sequestered in their own homes, but, but we have the technology to take care of that. We have the ability to be with the people we love and do the things that we enjoy even on our last day. So let me summarize a little bit here about the Toltec path to freedom. 
we discuss the three areas of so-called mastery. The first is mastery of transformation. And for those of you following along who have embodied those four agreements, you're already master of that. You already know how to powerfully be impeccable with our words, to not take things personally, to not make assumptions, and, and really in every way to do our best in the moment. The second mastery that we learn today, new, is the mastery of behavior. This is the conscious awareness and control of our emotions, choices, and actions. So we allow the emotions to come into us. We can even be flooded with them for about a minute and a half, and then it's time to do a more measured reaction, a more measured plan to what has happened, not to lash out immediately in anger. And then the third one, the so-called mastery of death or embracing the angel of death, which really is conducting your life to its fullest right now. Letting go of that imaginary future, letting go of any trouble that has uh, come before it, and staying right now in this day and making it the most amazing day that you can. All right, on to just a bit of homework for you. I hope you don't mind. Many of us are now keeping all four of the agreements. So we've already got that mastery of transformation in play in our lives. So keep that up. And my recommendation, if you're willing, is to simply review them every morning before you get started. And then notice when one of those four agreements, there's that temptation to act outside of it. Maybe there's a temptation to not speak impeccably with your word, just to go along with something outrageous that someone else said, or to to lash out in anger because you've taken something personally. Maybe you've made an assumption that resulted in something disastrous. As those things come up, we just notice it and we are aware of doing it differently next time. That's the essence of that fourth agreement of always doing our best. Doesn't mean we have to be perfect. It means we're simply striving to do our best. So if you'd like a refresher, if those four agreements aren't already sort of embodied in in the way you act and the way you are, we do have handouts on the homepage uh, of our website at cslportland.org. Just look up any of the four agreement uh, sermons, either on our podcasts or on our homepages, and you'll see a little link uh, for a handout that you can download that covers all four of the agreements. Well, let me close today with a reading and a prayer. And I think we're feeling pretty good about Don Miguel Ruiz. I know this has been exactly the series that has helped me through some of the trouble that's going on in our lives today. He says, there is really no reason to suffer. The only reason that we suffer is because we choose to. If you look at your life, you will find many excuses to suffer. Perhaps many bad things have happened. But the same is true for happiness. The only reason you are happy is because you choose to be happy. Happiness is a choice, and so is suffering. Maybe we cannot escape from the trouble of the world, but we do have a choice. We can suffer our destiny or enjoy our destiny. To suffer or to love and be happy. To live in hell or to live in the present moment in heaven. 
My choice is to live in heaven. What is yours? Let us pray. There is one power, one presence, one life, one joy, one peace, one goodness, only this one thing. And what I know about this one thing is that it is everything. Every person, every place, everything, every situation, it's all God. And I'm right in the middle of it. Each of us is a centralized consciousness within the consciousness of God. And because of this, I know that God's love is my love. I know that God's abundance is my abundance. The, the truth and the joy and the peace and the wholeness of spirit, truly mine to understand, to use, to enjoy. As it is true for me, I know without question that it is true for everyone within the hearing of my voice. Each of us has that ability to seek true freedom through the four agreements, true freedom through learning the mastery of transformation and behavior, allowing ourselves to be guided by our own mortality and our desire for living fully in the present moment. Each of us gets to choose. Is it heaven? Is it joy? Is it peace? I claim the good and I release what no longer serves me. And so I release this prayer into the activity, into the action of the law itself. I let it be, and so it is. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I would like to uh, just mention that our church finances do go on. And so normally in our service, we would have a time of giving. And I would invite you to go to cslportland.org. At the bottom of any of our web pages is a little link to donate online. And it, it certainly would help us. I was noticing with our bookkeeper that we're down about $1,000 a week during the pandemic. And so it certainly uh, would be wonderful for you to perhaps do a little donating online. And for those of you who have contributed, thank you so very much. It really will keep our center moving forward, even with the doors locked, even with us moving towards more of an online presence. I'm going to read a poem by one of the universal universalist ministers in the Bay Area, Lynn Unger. It's called Pandemic. What if you thought of it as the Jews consider the Sabbath, the most sacred of times. We cease from travel, cease from buying and selling. We give up, just for now, on trying to make the world different than it is. We sing, we pray, we touch only those to whom we have committed our lives. We center down. And when our body has become still, we reach out with our heart. Know that we are connected in ways that are both terrifying and beautiful. You could hardly deny it now. Know that our lives are in one another's hands. Surely that has become clear. Do not reach out your hands. Instead, reach out your heart. Reach out all of your words. Reach out the tendrils of compassion that, that move invisibly where we cannot touch. And promise this world your love for better or worse, in sickness and in health, and so long as we all shall live. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. 
The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.